Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Capture Story, the podcast. Again, I'm your host, Aya, and I so appreciate you all being here today. Um, this episode is diving a little bit deeper into a lot of questions I get from clients or just individuals that reach out to me, and they're kind of like, what is it exactly, you know, that question, like, what do you do? Like, what exactly does this, you know, service you offer, um, how does it yield results, right? We, we talk about tangibles a lot, um, which is a good thing because yes, there's an esoteric component to what we do, but there's also a very real tangible um, result. And I think it's important to talk about that because that's kind of where our minds go. Like, you know, for the most part, <laughs> we're logical thinkers. Um, but at the same time, we are definitely wondering, okay, what is all this greatness you talk about? How do I make it work for me and my company? So I want to dive a little bit deep here. Um, I spoke about it brief. Well, I kind of go into it obviously a little bit more on um, my previous episode and how does visual storytelling benefit business and brands. Um, you'll get a lot of great insights from that episode as well. So this particular topic, actually, I want to talk about something, two very distinct um, things that we cover when we first work with clients. So um, we go into some sort of education and just like digging deeper into the background of the history. And what it essentially boils down to are two things. There's storytelling companies and there's story doing companies. Now, the difference is storytelling companies, they're the ones that are usually conveying the story of their brand. So you hear a lot about like, perhaps it could be conveyed through an origin story as an example. So they'll talk about the beginnings and like the initial principles that the company was founded upon. Um, and they'll go into even the founders themselves and talk about their particular backstory, whether it be a family funded startup, or if it was a partnership that was formed out of um, a layoff from another company and the two individuals were a part of that and they ended up becoming good friends and founding a company. So things like that. Um, they're usually conveyed through um, like public relations or PR campaigns, um, social media campaigns, even paid advertising. Um, and typically, you know, that's kind of like they're te they're telling again, they're telling you the story of this inception. They're telling you the story of how all this came to be. Now, story doing companies, they actually use their core story in whatever story they're running with. Again, an origin story is just one one story here. So they're going to use whatever their core story is as an organizing principle for the actual day-to-day -day activities or tasks or initiatives throughout that company. So it could be like a new product that they're developing. Um, it could just be the way that they form partnerships. It could even be in the way of how they demonstrate how they're active in the community and how um, their allyship is important to them. Um, it could even be their compensation. Um, one of my favorite stories I love to watch actually on their YouTube channel, it's Kendra Scott. She's a wonderful jewelry designing company. Um, she has a location out here in San Diego in Fashion Valley Mall. And I loved how she spoke in depth about the compensation model um, and the perks and the benefits of working with her company. Um, I was watching a video on their YouTube channel and um, it was a girl who, or was a lady who was kind of like, um, like a journalist, um, perspective, how she was, um, presenting it to the audience. 
But she actually had a film crew with her, and they went to Kendra uh, Kendra Scott's headquarters in Austin, Texas, I believe. And she went in the background of basically like the ins and outs of like how stuff is like just organized, um, you know, on site in office. But they were very specific about talking about just all the benefits in terms of how much Kendra Scott pours into not only like the jewelry pieces that they design, but the care of their team. Um, And it was really kind of cool because she spoke about how they have like exercise um, initiatives there. They have like mom programs there. So moms have access to like yoga um, or the whole team rather, but just she was very adamant about speaking um, to making sure that mothers were well supported and taken care of in the company. And so they had team exercise initiatives where they actually had time that they dedicate towards working out via a yoga class or like a spin class, etc. They also have like a morning like breakfast smoothie bar type thing which is really cool so every day they have like three choices one's like a green smoothie one's like a berry smoothie and one was like a maca maca smoothie or something like that they had like three choices every morning um they also had like a wellness area where like all the women could get their nails done like every friday if they wanted to like all these great things so that's like a story doing example that i think is a great example to go because they're doing it the right way um, by showcasing like their compensation models for their team. So um, those are the two biggest differentiating factors between storytelling and story doing. Now, there is some such, some sort of, uh, um, I guess, hypothesis, hypothesis, if you will, where it's thought that the story doing companies actually have to spend less money on their paid ads um and even if they are investing in paid media that it actually makes more of an impact and their money actually works a lot harder for them and they're more efficient because again people like to see what you're actually doing right i think we all feel that on an intrinsic level like great show me what you're doing versus tell me and I even saw on a t-shirt somewhere where it's like don't tell me anything that you could show me um that may be a little bit harsh to people because I get it there's that's a a big generalization statement to say because some stuff you do you are going to convey and you're going to communicate on you know a written or verbal or spoken you know plain but reality when you think about it when you're actively doing something or you've done something and you can showcase that to your clients or an audience member or just somebody that you would potentially want to collaborate with it's a lot easier obviously like say as a photographer or videographer to show someone who's potentially looking to hire you or is in market for what you do to showcase them your portfolio like what you've actually done or what you're currently doing so that's a good example that I wanted to go with in terms of like story doing and how how important it really is and just the value of it So I wanted to speak about the title of this episode being increasing the degree of which your storytelling is embedded into your visual story DNA. And I wanted to lead with the story doing because that's really where things can be more shapened and formed in a way that it's coming together in a tangible way because you did the work of the storytelling. So How I interpret it, visual story DNA is what is the foundation that 
these story assets are built upon. So again, I guess I use a lot of like medical terminology um, examples, but it's they're very, very close together and they're very much related, related in my opinion, because when you have a strong foundation, that is where you're able to really build upon. So if you have strong DNA, if you have strong immunity, if you have a strong mental fortitude or a strong uh, emotional or high emotional intelligence, you're able to um, build upon those assets and the work that's derived from those things is obviously going to be, you know, a lot more impactful. So I'm not going to say like one thing is better than the other. It's not like, is it a storytelling versus a story doing type thing? It's more of how are we leveraging our storytelling and how have we demonstrated and conveyed within ourselves internally, internally as a team and as a company, um, and especially as like a, a startup for instance, but even if you are under like a rebrand or if you're doing a shift or a pivot, you want to get real clear with what is the story that we are showcasing and highlighting that's important to us and we're telling it again to ourselves first internally and that way we can convey that through our PR our paid media campaigns and then it makes the story doing just that much more easy because it's like well we we're doing what we said we were going to do right so some key benefits here are you know your visual stories um, for your audiences for your audience enjoyment is to reflect and connect with your audience needs, their wants, their desires, as well as their emotional state of being. We really want to spark those relevant conversations. And we also want it to act as the catalyst to foster creativity. Um, and then, of course, that'll stimulate action by it being shared frequently and easily. Um, again, that's not to be confused with going viral. Um, for those who have been listening or have read my blog or even on my email list, um, you know how I feel about that word viral. Not saying it's a bad word, but I think it gets a little bit too much of attention sometimes. Um, but you do want your story assets to be shared and for it to be easily shared. So someone watching your YouTube video, for instance, and they share it through a text message with a friend of theirs, that happens a lot, um, believe it or not. Everyone doesn't automatically share everything on social. Some stuff is shared in a more personal, intimate space. Um, even this podcast here, someone could share the link to this direct episode to someone via a text message or via a personal private email even. Um, and that is things that you're creating in terms of a story doing asset that can you want it to be shared easily. Um, I did want to speak actually briefly on like your story doing assets, even your storytelling, but your story doing assets being the catalyst to foster creativity. Um, one example that I love, actually, I'm going to pull it up here briefly. Give me one moment. Um, I'm going to type it into my browser here. So Consortium Holdings actually is the parent company. It's like a restaurant group. They own um, just amazing restaurants. But my favorite one that I go to pretty much every day if I could, <laughs> it's Underbelly. And I love what they have to say here on their website. So I wanted to just read it briefly. Um, it's under who we are on their website. Um, and so I'll just read it verbatim here. It says, we're a group of like-minded individuals brought together by shared pursuit, progressing the social landscape of San Diego for the better. We set out to create not restaurants and bars, 
but public gatherings and spaces that help cultivate our neighborhoods through the fostering of creativity. There's that point there. Dialogue, questions, and conversations. More than houses for innovative menus and handcrafted drinks, our projects are meant to be incubators for meaningful interaction. And so those are the key elements of building upon those strong storytelling assets, which lead to the strong story doing assets. Um, those are just some, there's a couple more. There's actually a pretty intensive list that I go through and a checklist I go through when we're dotting all of our I's and crossing all of our T's and we're building these assets for clients. But those were three big ones that I wanted to cover here. And those actually are two of my favorite, the catalyst of foster creativity and then the simulation of action by your content and your visual story being shared. Um, even if it's just a, a conversation that's happening and at a, a, a private event, people will share your story because they connected with it or they resonated with it. And then it applies to something that somebody else in that particular moment is talking about. And then that's where connections happen. It's where connections are formed and that's where re referrals happen. So... I just wanted to talk about those key things there and use those examples of Kendra Scott as well as Consortium Holdings as two really good companies that are doing it the right way. So that's all that I had for you today. Thank you so much again for being here with me. I so much appreciate and value your time. I can't say that enough. I'm going to continue to say it. Um, but yes, thank you so much again. And if you'd like to get in touch with us and learn about how to develop and cultivate and curate and just get in motion with either developing stronger storytelling assets as well as your story doing assets, um, you can always get a hold of us at our website. Again, it's laymancreativegroup.com. And I so look forward to connecting and speaking with you. And until next time.